One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ooh. That's all I needed. That's all I needed to start the show. Denise that, is gonna kill her. That's the laughing. admission into the show. That's all it is. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's line. nice to be here. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. You brought a spectator. I did. My husband Mike. <laughs> Off on the side there. He's a great chauffeur. Yeah? Yeah. Uber. Uber. Is he's that, a mover. He's a mover. Yes, he is our mover. <laughs> Monique, welcome to the show. What are we going to chat about today? Well, I'm going to quickly correct you because my name is Manek, Manek? not Monique. Okay, I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. Okay. okay, I thought it was Spelling Monique. Spelling is the same. Okay. It's just the pronunciation. And I'm Monek. a little picky. Monek. Take the O out. Manek. Manek. That's it. All right. That's now it. I got it. Thank you for correcting me. You're very me. welcome. Listen, I'm bad with names, especially last names, and we get a lot of trades people in here with. Yeah. Crazy ones like mine. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. <laughs> so thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. Uh, so you're from AMA Roofing Supplies. Correct. Family business, no? Yes. Oh, so I, I love family yes, mom and pop yes. shops. It's a great mom and pop shop. How long has it been around? 43 years. That's a long while. It is a long time. Okay. Yeah. So what do we want to, how do we want to begin? Where do we, first let me, uh, custom quality t-shirt I'm wearing. Very nice. That's all. I just want to get it out. Yes. I, I wear a different t-shirt from a different tradesperson or a different business every oh, time I do so a I show. so I need to get you some. You have to get extra large. I will be don't, on that. Don't get anything snuggy, snuggy, right? Extra <laughs> large. Okay. So uh, you're the office manager. Website is amaroofingsupplies.com. Yep. And then it's your name, which is spelled M-O, sorry, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-L. Yeah. at amaroofingsupplies.com. Yeah. You're all over social. So yes. you, and it's basically the same thing. AMA Roofing 1979 on Twitter. Yep. And then it's AMA underscore roofing underscore supplies on uh, Instagram. Yep. And then find it on Facebook, Facebook under the same company name. Yeah. Right. Okay. So where do we want to begin? Where do we want to begin? So how did we begin? Who started it? My dad. Okay. Yes. My well, dad started the business in June of 1979. With a pickup truck and a trailer. That's it. That's it. I'm trying to visualize 1979 Hamilton. Yeah. Yep. Blue pickup truck. What made him think to start it? Well, my dad was a roofer, um, owned uh, Claude's Roofing for a long time. I, was, I don't even think I was born yet when he started that business. I should probably ask him. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So getting roofing supplies in Hamilton was difficult because it was coming from Toronto. Nobody so, was working in Hamilton back in the 79? Well, there wasn't like a retail store where you could buy product. You'd have to go to Toronto to get it. Wow. So I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So my dad um, approached Ico and said, I'm, I'm opening a business. And Ico said, well, we're going to help you do that. And here we are. That's the start of it. That was the start of it. When did you get started in it? In 1989. Okay, so 10 years later. And my brother started in 87, 86, 86. My brother started full time in 86, but you know, summers and weekends. And since he was like this big, let's go. What was the tradesperson like back in the eighties, late eighties, early nineties? Are they the same? They're not the same no. person today. God, no. What are they like today versus what they were like yesterday? I don't want to know. <laughs> why, why are you looking at? Because, okay. My personal opinion and. I'm going to offend a ton of people right now. Why? Because the construction workers in the 80s worked. They worked. This has been said several times on this yes, show. Yes, and okay. construction people of today are 
big fucking babies. Okay. All right. It's perfectly fine <laughs> yep. to be honest. What can you do honest. for me? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? Well, I can do all kinds of things for you. And a little bit of reciprocation would be greatly appreciated sometimes. So, yeah. Everyone wants everything for free and they want it five days ago. Well, it doesn't always happen. And when you cannot make that happen, then you're just a piece of shit. Sorry about it. No, I know. <laughs> I'm looking for the truth here. That's so the truth. that's basically it. So that's it, wh- how I feel when today. Did it, when did it change? Mm. Do you do you do you remember like there was a shift? Mm, yeah, yeah. I can't really give you like an exact timeline. Like the 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 companies that started with AMA at the time when all of them all started to retire and the new group started to come up. So I, I would probably say I really have noticed a crazy shift in the last 10 years, let's say. The last 10 years have been so difficult. So what, like, was so the, difficult. what were the crews back in the 80s and 90s? Were they older tradespeople? Well, I to me, of course. Yes, I was, yeah, you know, yeah. I was in my teens. So, yeah, I, I would probably say the majority of the construction people I dealt with were already in their 40s. The young guys weren't, the young guys were the young, were the workers, not. But they became the business owners. They are now. But did they become the business owners too soon? Yeah. So they didn't know all the pitfalls that the older Correct. We're in my in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, yes. Like a lot of the young guys today are gonna, you know, work with a company for a season and say, Oh, I can do this on my own. Fuck you. I'm on my own. I can and run my own ship. I know. Yeah. And, and that's a big problem. A I think they need to uh weather the storm. I think they need to um to pay their dues. Pay like their dues. everybody else. Because nobody does that today. No. Nobody does that. Today. So right now all the people that you see that are crews and businesses, they're all younger crews, rock and rollers. Uh I'm assuming is safety kind of backseat? Or are uh, they just good at No, I don't no? think that safety no, I don't think that safety takes a backseat because the ministry is too out there today. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the guys are still coming in buying all kinds of equipment on a daily basis. So, no, I don't think safety is a thing. I think, um, yeah, I, I just think the want of I need it right away or the want. What, <laughs> the want. On what, the grand scheme, the want is different. What is, how come? Okay, so if they're better business people, wouldn't they plan this? I mean, it takes a little bit of time to get an estimate out to a client, to prep things, get the crew scheduled. So there's time, right? Oh, yeah. So why are they leaving, I guess, the ordering of the product last minute? That's exactly no what's going idea. on here, right? Yeah, I would say, yeah, because you get a phone call at 4 o'clock on a Monday and say, oh, I need a first thing tomorrow morning delivery. Can you make... I've had the full delivery schedule set now for two days. Yeah. And now you are going to screw everybody else ahead of you, but that's not a... Pro- I don't care about anybody else. So you just get my, my stuff right now. I shouldn't bang on the table. <laughs> You can bang on the tempered glass. Um, So so how do you change that? Can we change it? Should we change it? I don't know. Because when you try to change it, then everybody just gets mad at you. And all you really try to do is try to help everybody and try to keep the peace with everybody. And I, there are uh, most of my days, I literally feel like, you know, the airplane, the guy who brings the airplane in, 
Oh, the traffic control. That's what I feel like all day long. Because I'm, mean, you're just trying. So to why are they walking into out. your establishment in a already grumpy mood? Like, um, I don't necessarily think they're in a grumpy mood. I think that they just want things now. As being Mister Grumpy is what it's being, maybe I guess. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, I guess. why not come in a little more pleasant? Hey, how are you? Good morning. Lovely day today. Yeah. How about that? No, I would say a good ninety percent of our customers do come in like that. But okay. then the the second you you can't do something for them. They turn? Oh, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde roofing? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, is it's it, tough. It, okay, so is the roofing industry competitive? Very. Like pennies competitive? Or yes, 100%. Really 100%. Race to the bottom? Oh, yeah. Why is it that? Is it customer driven? Yes. So they'll always just keep on looking for the next best price yeah. and it's got to be yeah. lower than the daily, current price? Daily, we would be creating quotes and you can tell just by the person on the phone that you're being shopped. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So why is that environment like that? Um, Such an important I don't know part because of I, I, I don't know. Because the more money I can save here, the more money I'm going to make there. But the more money that they're asking the clients to make you, as a tradesperson, reduce your rate, which means that yes. they have to go back to their bottom line and try to reduce your rate. Right. It's like a down. Because yeah, it's, you know, whatever they're making on the labor or the whatever, never really, in my opinion, seems to be looked at. It's only what the product cost is. Well, I need to do better on my product It's cost. funny you say that because you get a lot of guys are saying that labor is the one that takes the hit on it. I think the material takes a hit on it, too. I think the material takes a big hit on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're really being like when you when. So when AMA first started, there was maybe definitely two that I can tell you right off the top uh, retail stores in the greater Hamilton area, like from Oakville to St. Catharines. Okay. And now there's 22, 23. So in the span of 30 years. Everybody saw what your dad saw. Yeah. So it's yeah. become very competitive. Now. Very competitive. And it's not just, it's not, it's not just roofing supply stores. It's like construction supply stores now. It's not just a plumbing store. That plumbing store now has fixtures, not just pipes and tools. Or so they're all, trying, they're all trying to make a dime here and there. They're all trying to. Any, yeah, yeah, anything that you can, I guess, get your hands on. But, you know, the box stores really, really do cause family businesses like myself a, a huge amount of difficulty because the homeowner doesn't see the bigger picture yeah so you're going to walk into home depot and you're going to see you know their shingles are let's just say 20 bucks but their box of nails is 70 dollars their valley is 49 bucks like all of the accessories you need to go as a kit are triple the amount of what we would be selling it but they're in the door because their shingles are cheaper than mine but there's more to a roof than shingles. Who knows that? Uh, Who knows that? I do. Because <laughs> you're in the construction industry. A homeowner's not going to know that. I'm just going to just let everybody know that I know that too. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. But so? I, I know I've got a bone to pick with all the uh, the clients. Yeah, the out box there. stores they, really they don't give us a run it, for right? They don't. Money. Get, but then they're also okay. Since we're already here, why don't mm -hmm. we look at plants? Since we're already here, let's look at washing our cars. Since right. we're already here, then we'll get some oh, let's shingles. Just check out that carpet before we walk out the door. I know. Yeah. But. But, but you guys are thriving, though. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have an amazing clientele. Like, we really do. Like, our good 
core group of customers who we see every day are spectacular. And then there's a whole other level of construction people who go from place to place to place to place to place to place to get the best deal. They'll just travel to wherever to try to save a dollar? I believe that to be true, yes. So they're the ones that are going to different fuel pumps for a penny or two difference? Yeah, yeah. In my, in my opinion, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the good guys who, who you, as again, I said, who you see every day, you know that they're going to be the ones who are going to continue to move forward. But they're building a relationship with you. That's the thing about yeah, mom and pop shops. Yeah, makes a big, big difference. You, they come in, they take care of you, you take care of them, the, yeah. they stay loyal to you. Yeah. you so, and yeah. again, if it's one of those customers who we see every day who call me at four o'clock on a, you know, on a Monday and need a first thing delivery, we will do our absolute best to, you know, work around and say, you know, we're going to fit you in here, but you got to be on the ball because we have to be here and a half an hour later yeah, right so yeah. and those guys work with us that's great but the people that we don't see every single day who call me at four o'clock and say i need it tomorrow and then if i say well i'm so sorry can i do you know 11 whoa what the really oh yeah do you just turn around and just say hey new guy i wish i could say works. many things you, but, but you can't. I can't i can't do that i can it, say it here it, yeah of course you can <laughs> it's a hard job though it's a hard trade Yes, it is. Takes a toll on your body, on takes a toll everything. on your mind, yeah. takes a toll on everything, right? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And everything, of course, you know, that's been going on for the last couple of years have just impacted all of that to be. But have they gotten, did, I mean, I know everybody's like a gopher hole. Everybody's just popping their heads out now and everyone's kind of go back to normal land. Yes. Thank so are God. they doing that? Everyone's coming in. So yeah, if, if you yeah. were grumpy before, you're coming in grumpy. You're not coming in as happy. I think so. Right? Yes. If they were dwarfs and, you know, like whatever, and coming right. into the, Yeah. So how do we change them? I want to change them. I want them to understand and listen know, to the show. Give them a flower every day. Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Tell them to put it on the peak <laughs> when they finish the job. <laughs> this is just for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, they're I don't know. I really bunch. don't know how to change. I really don't know how to make a change. Um, because you're still running a business. Everybody here is running a business. Yeah. Everybody's trying to make some money, survive, and do all this other stuff. So you got to be respectful of that. You can't just lash out at the next person, small business owner, just because you're having a bad day. Yeah, you would think that that would be the No, I, I'm just I'm trying to like be nice <laughs> yeah. about it. But yeah, I, I, I get but it, it definitely is out there, and it does get a little bit more difficult every day. So back in the 80s and 90s, tile, or tile, shingles... Have they dramatically changed? Oh, like yes. Your husband will probably have it. Oh, yeah. 100%. What have they done? What's the drama behind the changing? Um, okay. So, well, in the 80s, you had, <clears throat> well, the most popular shingle that was out there was your traditional three-tab. Yeah. Yeah, they're not even being manufactured today. Nobody's making green three-tab? No. Well, <laughs> kind of, no. A lot of the, ma well, the major manufacturers are not manufacturing that anymore. Everybody um, wants architectural? Correct. That's and the, that's the way it's going. But, you know, in the 80s, you had... Your most popular shingle, traditional three-tap. And then you had all these different kind of designer shingles to go with that. So if you needed an upgrade, you had like five or six different kinds of upgrades to choose from. So you could go with a skyline or a chateau or a renaissance or whatever. And now today, all the shingles look the same. Everybody's? Everybody's. The shingle colors are different. The Quality the, of the product gonna, is way different. I was ask about the quality. Yeah, quality is way different. Is it better or worse than it was? Um, I think for certain products, it's way better. And for certain products, it's not better. 
for certain manufacturers, it's not better, in my opinion. No, no, that's fair <laughs> enough. You've seen it. You're seeing it. You're yeah. also getting uh, from the horse's mouth. You're getting it from tradespeople. Who oh, use yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And I see it for myself. I see it for myself every day. Yeah. So why are they doing that? Just for cost? They're, again, yeah, race the to the money. bottom. Yeah, big money. Yeah, they're, you know, I, I have, I have um, very strong opinions <laughs> about certain manufacturers. Um, that there are manufacturers who are in it to make a good product, and there are manufacturers that are in it just for marketing purposes. Got it. Okay. We don't have to get into who's who yeah. or what's the story. Well, if anybody that knows me is going to be listening to this podcast, everyone's going to know And they know, know exactly who about. you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And rightly they should. Which is a them. shame because the roof is so important in anybody's home. And many, many people don't get that. They don't see, again, the bigger picture. So it, you would not even blink an eye to go and spend 20 grand on a kitchen countertop. But I'll be goddamned if I'm going to spend five grand on my roof. What the fuck is I that? I know, I know. Right? It is your first protection on your entire home. You realize that that stove or whatever is underneath your roof? Yep. And nobody oh, by the way, the family, yeah. <laughs> like the kids and the dog, everything, and everything, everything, right? So yeah, yeah, no one sees that bigger picture. They just want to know that it's pretty on the inside and not care about how to keep it pretty on the inside. We recently we had a guy uh, roofer uh, from Luso, and he he still hand nails. I have one. You have one too. Yep. So they're out customer. there, huh? Yep. Yep. What's can his? I say his name? Of course, you his can. His name is Greg Barrett and from Grand River Roofing. Okay, cool. And um, so. Greg was taught by Andy Babineau, and Andy Babineau is a um, lifelong roofer. He was he started with my dad. I have pictures of them with their big afro hair, <laughs> 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 1970-something. And um, Andy worked and worked and worked, and right to the bitter end. And he taught Greg an amazing trade, and he fulfills it to the ninth degree. He really does. Why did he have such a love for hand nailing roofing? The quality of it, I think. That's exactly yeah. what uh, yeah. Yeah, Nuno I said. I want the, same the job thing. done yeah. right, not fast. Yeah. Because these kids nowadays, it's just tum, 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 tum. Yeah. Don't pay attention even to where They're not even looking at that. No. Don't even pay attention. I think some of them have invented some sort of clip, like your your harness clip or whatever, that you could probably put your iPhone and cradle it so you can tune, 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 tune and still watch your TikTok while you're roofing. I bet you if somebody hasn't done that, I bet you they're going to do that now. <laughs> move the iPhone will. clip off oh a bit. Oh, my God. I got to move that. Get Forget about your platform. Do the iPhone first. I need the iPhone first yeah, so yeah. I can hear it and watch TikTok I got to be right. able to have my <laughs> social media. Put it on the left. I got to swipe right. You know, this is like that's what's going to happen. So I yeah. agree with you. Hand nailing is is better. It definitely is is better it, yeah. it, i i believe that because it's you have more control over your install yeah but so one out of all of the people that i know that is adamant about hand nailing so one in hamilton one in toronto i think he's the only one here in toronto area yeah. well you know he focuses in the west end here yeah. so but crazy right it, it's not crazy it's respectful uh, i think it's respectful yeah but i mean crazy that there aren't more there aren't more because I guess it's volume. and But he, and I'm sure like him, mm -hmm. he's not about the price or about trying to... Right. He's about making he's not sure the job is done yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I bet you that... I don't want to call back. His clientele that call is like back that. is the worst thing. Yeah, he mentioned that as well too. Yeah. So what about the regular roofers, I guess? They don't care about the callback. They'll mm. just send a junior. No, I don't necessarily think that's true with everyone. Definitely not with everyone. But uh, 
you know, using a nail gun is definitely faster. And, you know, sometimes the larger companies, when you're trying to, you know, pump out five or six roofs a week, you kind of need to get that done. It is pretty impressive. Like sometimes you see the circus come in and they just rip it all off and then they re-roof it In again. and out in a few hours. And you're like, they just ripped that off. I don't understand. I mean, there's a bunch of trays on the roof. It's fast. What do you mean? Again? No, no, in general. When oh, I, yeah. When oh, I yeah. see it in a neighborhood. But the thing is, here's the truth. Clients... I've never seen a client go on the roof after. And go and inspect it? Yeah. Nope. I don't. I've never, not once have I ever seen. I always go because I want to go. Well, but that's who you are. Yeah, right. right? You're already in the industry. I want to see it. I'm curious about it. I'd be particular about flashing and terminations. Knowing what it looks like. Yeah, I want to know. But there's many, many companies today that don't even go up on the roof to do a quote. Really? Are they binoculars? measure from the ground really yeah they won't even go on the roof to take a peek at what's going on not pre not okay before. so how long does it take to take your ladder off um and then well extend it do you want are you doing a sale or are you just trying to get the job good point. i think again that is a whole other aspect of things like when if you're going to call a roofer and a roofer is going to, you know, show up at your house and drop a quote in the mailbox or a roofer who's going to come in and talk to you and say, these are your options. These are your colors. You want something new? Do you need this should be looked at? You should, you know, look at your chimney. This valley is a problem. I don't know. I don't know how many like what the percentage would be in between, but you got to get so many quotes in per day maybe and then you just figure on the ratio uh whatever for argument's sake 10 quotes in i got three jobs yeah that's it so i got three jobs good but if i got a ladder and went up there take a look i made think some notes. yeah i do think that if if clients or uh, if contractors spent a little bit more time with their clients, you would get the job even if your sale is you know two thousand dollars more you're going to show them why it's $2,000 I, I wouldn't hire more. a roofer if they don't go up on the roof to take a look at it. I, I would be hard-pressed to hire a contractor of any kind that didn't come and do some kind of inspection prior to offering me a quote. Yep. Yeah. That's just me. And I'm 100% on yeah, the same no, page. I, I, like, I, I would just dismiss that quote. I just like, okay, so you yeah. that's the effort you gave me. This is the effort, effort I'm, I'm going to give you back. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know why you, I don't know why you wouldn't want to take the time to spend with that person to get the job. Do it right. Let me do a little history and roofing. Okay. You ready for this? Sure. I don't know this stuff. Angelina pulls up this stuff. <laughs> uh, primitive roofing materials. You guys remember how it all got started here? Roofs were made of whatever materials were available. In okay, how, how long? How long? Oh, this is going far back. So we're talking about palm leaves, truck Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Animal Do skins. Do you have palm leaves in Canada? N- no. Igloos. No. (laughs) (laughs) Animal skins, uh, mud and straw in dry uh, regions, uh, fiber-covered wood in colder ones. Then tiles came on board around 3000 BC, and China was the first to to pull that off. They emerged through southern Europe during the ancient Greeks. And were they made of clay? Uh, They were made of clay, uh, but then all of a sudden, 19th century, uh, they started painting them as China would. Uh, Thatch. 
northern Europe, switching to thatch in 8th century. Thatch remained uh, popular till the 19th century. American pioneers used it as well. They went sod beneath their thatched roofs for insulation. Wow. Uh, thatch was also used in Africa, uh, countries like Hawaii, Bali, Fiji, uh, and then asphalts. When did asphalt t- uh, shingles finally show up? 19... I have no idea. No, 20. 1920s in America, asphalt uh, quickly became the roofing material used for American homes due to their durability, waterproofing, heat, and cold resistance. And then metal roofs started showing up. Uh, they were expensive, durable, uh, were reserved for wealthy and important individuals. Wow. Uh, evident of copper, aluminum, and even gold tiles existed as far back as 300 BC in Israel, Sri Lanka, and ancient Rome. Gold. Flat copper sheeting was uh, common in Europe in the 14th century uh, and used in 1587 at the uh, castle Kronborg. Uh, Kronborg. And uh, still using it till today. Interesting. That's a little history in roofing. That is a little history in roofing. Okay, so what are you digging that up? <laughs> Good job. <laughs> this is like a proper show, you know. What it's I mean? pretty spectacular. It's not, yeah. this is like no, it's not a cowboy or whatever. Like no, no. There's legitimate uh, att- attached to this whole show. Where do we want to go from here now? So where's the business going now? Actually, well, let's just hope it keeps going up. No threats of recession next year. I don't want it. Well, with that face. (laughs) 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 I'm really trying not to think about that. Like everyone that we talk to is busy. So I'm not, um, at this moment, I'm trying not to concern myself with the possibility of there being a recession. It's not affecting us right now. Are you prepared for it? Um... How can you prepare? How can you? Yeah, I want to say no. But it was funny. I was having a... I was having an alcoholic beverage last night with a supplier and we were having a conversation about something else that he was telling me about. But then I just asked him, how are we looking for a recession next year? And he just said, custom rentals will get hit very hard. Really? That's all he said. He didn't say the whole industry. Yeah. Just but custom. custom rentals. And I think we're starting to see that with our brand rates going up, inflation. Here in Canada, we're talking about, yeah. but I think it's going to yeah. spread down south. Um, even in Europe, he was coming back from London. So he was just saying there's reservations going on there as well to custom stuff. High rise and everything else is still looking stable. Okay. So since you actually, you're now making me think of something else. So just on, in, on the big picture of cost factor. So pre COVID to today. So in the last year and a half on an average product, we have had a 63% price increase. 63% That's in a year and a half. That's insane. It is insane. Is it going to go the other way in a recession? Possibly. If it does happen, I hope it doesn't happen too quickly because then companies like myself will be stuck with product that we paid an exorbitant amount of money for that now we're having to sell dirt cheap. So God, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, But I do think that it is going to have to level out. I do believe the price of shingles right now is too expensive. They really are per bundle. How much is a Bundles. An average, well, so an average bundle, let's say a Cambridge bundle of shingles is like 39 bucks and an average bundle, I think of Dynasty is 40, almost $44. Wow. So and that's including the 63% increase? Over that the- is with, that's the final number right now. Yeah. It's something in that dollar value. So, but 
uh, yeah, so the homeowner being able to just get the roof done, in my opinion now, is, is very difficult without having to have it being financed. Really? Because, yeah, well, a $5,000 roof now is $23,000 or whatever. Like, it's stupid. It's stupid money. So are you going to start selling a lot of uh, one-by-three furring strips and tarps? Probably, yeah. I hate yeah. seeing so homes in like your, that. So when you were reading the history of roofing, yeah. the little the part about metal roofing, yeah. it's not like that today. No. No. Are you guys selling any of that? Oh, I sell shit tons of it. Really? Huh? Oh, yeah. What's the cost of that? Um, like how much? Two, three, four, five times more than? No. One and a half maybe. That's it? Yep. So why not go? Uh, more people. More people daily. Uh, m- my brother and I have probably sold more metal roofing in the in the last, let's say, a good five years. The jump has been extraordinary. Is I it, don't know what percentages is. I'd have to sit down and is really a metal. Look at it, I've never had it installed. I never had a client use it or done it or whatever. Wow. So the majority of our metal roof sales are directly to the homeowner, and they're installing it themselves. Really, it's not hard. Is it safe? For what? For homeowners to go on the roof to do their roof, yeah, if they are capable, why not? I mean, I wouldn't suggest. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest an eighty-year-old man doing it. No, that's not too safe, so, but. Why don't they hire a professional to install? It's just too expensive? It would probably be too expensive, but they're very, very few and far between. Hmm. Very few and far between. For those really good roofers listening out there, metal roofing, you need to get into it. Well, that starts becoming like you're part of a metal trade at that point, right? There's skills attached to that. There are certain, depending on the kind of metal roofing that you're doing, like there are some designs out there that really do need to take the time to choreograph the install let's say yeah but when you're looking at a metal roofing panel and you're you're laying them down in you know 10 foot strips or 20 foot strips or 30 foot strips if you're prepared it's really not that but hard but they all inter well i don't know every manufacturer is mm, different no, that's right? correct there are some that yeah. are definitely interlocking yeah. ones like a wakefield bridge yeah you know a junior panel heritage panel those kind of things but the majority of them, if you're looking at, let's say, an Americana panel, they're just overlapped. That's all they do. They just like an S hook or something like Not that. Not even. It's literally just overlapped like this, Manny, and with the screw. So what's top. preventing it from coming up? Like, well, the, the screws that are installing it. on the top, but on the bottom, they're not. There are no screws on the bottom, no. Or there's screws on the bottom too. On the bottom, you mean on the bottom of the panel? Yeah. Uh, yes, you would put a lit- a couple just on the very bottom. Really? Mm-hmm. The install is not difficult. I just don't like the idea of homeowners being on a roof. I've seen those videos online, right? <laughs> well, I would probably say a good 80% of my sales, 80%. What makes them think that they can do it? They're doing it. Who's I telling them that they can do it? YouTube. Is that what it is, really? Oh, probably, yeah. Huh. I mean, God, you can go on YouTube and learn about anything right now. But yeah. I would definitely say that the majority of my sales, for sure, are directly to the homeowner, and they are installing it themselves. So that just upsets the roofers, then, because they're not making money off of that. Find me a metal roofing installer. No, they're far and few. Right. But is it because it's a race to the bottom with the pricing because the homeowners can't justify Well, but those them? homeowners that want to have that product, 
I think would probably pay to have that product. And they already want it. It lasts how long? Is it lifetime? All yes. of them? All of them are lifetimes. The majority that I am aware of, yes. Is yeah, it? like you're talking, you know, a 50-year non-prorated, non-prorated warranty. Is it true that when it rains, the house no. is louder? No. That's not true? That's a myth? That's an urban no. myth? I want to say yes. And the reason why I say that is because I have a friend of mine who has a metal roof. I've been there when it's been raining. My, our, the skylights in our house, and we have five of them, make way more noise. Yeah, because they're hitting glass, right? I, I hear it out of my skylights yeah. as well, too. I mean, you're going to hear it, but it's not like um, it's not like being in a barn. Yeah. Right, where you don't have like an attic with insulation and all that fun stuff. It's It's not like that. Not like that at all. You definitely can hear it, but it's not an annoying sound for sure. So which metal roof brand do you guys carry? Ideal. Ideal, Ideal Roofing in Ottawa. Okay. Canadian manufacturer. It's a good thing. I'd like <laughs> to see more of it in this country. Yeah, we really, really do try. My brother and I really do try to keep the majority of our products Canadian. That makes it challenging, though, to run a business it here. It does. It does. Um, but we're sticking to it because we do believe it is the right thing to do. Is it a better quality product too? In my opinion, yes. For sure, right? But mm -hmm. it's 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 not dramatically more expensive. It's just probably fractionally, right? Or is it a lot? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that it's more expensive. Okay. No, to have a Canadian product. Yeah, versus. Uh, uh, no, because shipping stuff from yeah, the see, US right now. that's the other thing. Now we're getting to the point crazy. where shipping is starting to level it all out. It yeah, makes sense that it's not staying making here. it uh, yeah. cost effective anymore. No, not at all. Okay, so I think I've, I asked, but I don't think we talked about it. Why are the shingles today worse than they were back then? Worse? Are they better or worse? Oh, I definitely want to say better. They're For better sure, today. They they're are better, better today. They are lasting much longer. The products that they're making them with is much better. Oh, yeah. The designs are much different. The designs are... What do you mean? All you, the same. When they're all, so they're all the architectural style. They all vary. And it's just different tones of this taupe or black or gray or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, there's probably not a lot of choices that you could choose from when you're having the option to pick granular. But, yeah, the design, all of the manufacturers all make the same product or design. They all make the same design. So how do they set themselves apart? The quality of the product. Some of the colors are different. Sizes of the bundles are different. Um, Why would the sizes of the bundles be different? You get more? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're, Ico, they're heavy as it is with whatever. How many are in yeah. each bundle? 21, 22. Yeah, sometimes. that's heavy. It is heavy. For they're me, they're heavy. usually. So Ico's bundles are on an average about 80, 82 pounds a bundle, let's say. Okay. Their biggest competitor is 72 pounds and. The shingles are an inch and a half smaller all around. You can pick up one shingle and it feels like paper, and then you pick up the other shingle and go, oh, oh yeah, there's there's weight on that. What the hell do I want that for? There's there's inconsistency in the actual shingles. Uh, well, inconsistency differences, let's say, between two manufacturers. Oh, okay, I thought it was from the same bundle. Okay, no, 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 all right, okay. no, 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 no. All right, I got no. you. One shingle definitely, in my opinion, is a lot heavier and a lot thicker. Do you not want a heavier okay. shingle on your home? You would think that most people do, but hey, I want to save a dollar. How much are you saving in the scheme of things? How much is that roof if you went the slightly more expensive one? On the bigger, depending on the size of the roof. What, let's say, what, $250? That's what I'm saying. 
minimal, minimal. I don't know why someone would want to not have the better product. Why would you not want that? It's oh, your home. I want to ask you a question. Um, I've always felt that there should be a roofing inspection as part of the building inspection well, process. Well, let's go a little further back. Oh, and scaffold. You need to, why don't you have to have a license? Oh, that too? So why would you get your roof inspected if you're getting a contractor who's not licensed? Roofing trade is the only trade. You do not need to have a license to perform. No, there's several trades that are. I'm not aware of them. I'm well, no, hang on a sec. Yeah, I'm sorry. You guys are in Hamilton. Yeah. So even in Toronto, GCs are not required to have licenses, right? You don't need to be a painter and licensed. You don't need to be really? a tile and licensed. Oh, I you don't need to be. You don't I need to be a trim. You, you don't need to be a trim carpenter and licensed. No. Oh. Oh well, thanks for correcting that. So, but I thought. But I know that in Hamilton, if you're a GC, you have to be licensed. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't even get a permit or even do the job, right? Yeah. So why is it not? I mean, are we? Oh, so why is it inconsistent throughout the entire province? Throughout all of Canada. That's a question for Ford. Come on now. Miss, Mr. Chevy, whatever. Like it's I have just some more questions. For <laughs> Don't worry. I've asked them to come on. I have just this crickets on the other end of that question. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's, have a discussion it's a good point. Why, why isn't it for the whole province? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I think that's. I've got a trade coming, a GC coming down from Winnipeg. He's going to be on the show this weekend. Oh, no way. So I'm going to talk to him. He's got a lot of gripes going on up there as well, too. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is definitely getting uh, getting harder to. Um, so how would it like, like, what would you do? I know there's, I mean, there's so many hours, like there's the whole apprenticeship. So you got your framing, you got the HVAC, you got your tickets, you got everything. It's it's years and years and years. Would you do that same for roofing? Because I find I do that think that there should be something because any person with a pickup truck and a ladder can be a roofer. Anyone. Yeah. I do think there needs to be some kind of education that you have to have. I mean, they do have them. They do have courses on specifically for roofing. But you don't have to have that. You don't need to take it. No. So then somebody needs to make it that you have to take yeah. it. Years ago, my brother tried with the city of Hamilton to make that. How did that go? Thing. Not well. Months and months and months and months of talking and red tape and bullshit to a, yeah, sorry about it. I just have this image of the people at the office and the government. They were like a coffee and a donut and they're half through the donut and they're listening to him and just wondering how cold their coffee's getting as he keeps on speaking about trying but, to do this. And yeah. they're not even listening to a word no. he's saying. He's just wondering no. what the temperature of the coffee is and will I finish this donut in time? That's right. Not saying that all city people are doing that, but I do have a clear you image of that. You have a feeling of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. Okay. So I have a feeling of that about insurance people. They're the same? There. <laughs> is that a different story? Yeah. You realize this is the construction life, not the vent life. Well, it does have um, <laughs> it does have a lot to do with our business, though. Very good point. Not being able to hire drivers and insurance is getting in the way. They're literally killing our business. Has it gone through the roof? The cost. <laughs> no pun intended. The cost. The cost is insane, and the but the the items that you need to be able to hire people is absurd. Like what? So. We have been in desperate need of a driver for four years, four years. And forever, you needed to have a clean CVOR and a clean driver's abstract, and you're pretty much good to go. Today, you have to be a minimum of 25 years of age. 
You have to have a three-year clean CVOR and driver's abstract. And now you also need to have a letter of reference from your previous employer's insurance company to get insurance. How are you supposed to get that? How are you supposed to get that? So you can't get that. However, if you can't get that, you can still pay a premium for this one particular driver. Oh, so they could still do the job. We can still hire them. If you them. pay more money. Correct. That's like Toronto Hydro. And it's not just more money. It's an absurd amount of money. Twice? Oh, triple? More? Triple? Triple. So where's the safety factor in or the policy behind that? I don't understand. Where Other is than it money. written in my policy? Yeah. It's not. It's a it's an unwritten rule. It's an unwritten rule. So it's not even in the policy? No. To my knowledge, the answer to that is no. So when you've spoken to your insurance, they don't they can't provide that this is what's required? I I believe the answer to that is yes. Yeah, that's right. I they cannot necessarily say, well, it's written right there. So then it's a, it's a no-brainer at that point. But no? if that person gets into any kind of an accident... They'll use what? A phantom notice yeah. there? A, a phantom policy? It's insane. The whole entire thing is crazy. It's crazy. Is and it just because like the insurance company took a huge hit in the last three years that they're trying to recoup? Is that what's going on? How can they be taking a huge I don't hit? Know. All of these I don't know. So let's just think about that rationally for a second because for the last two years, everyone's been working from home. So less accidents, less less driving, less bullshit, they're probably making gajillions on all the people now working from home where their insurance didn't go down. I'm not driving to Toronto every day. <laughs> right? No, I know. I, I'm curious on if, if it has all gone down or they're just trying to recoup money that they may have lost as well, a result. Well, this has been going How many people? Long. So, so let, let's say what if people stayed home and what if you're a dual income and all of a sudden you got rid of one car? So now less money if they're making, right? True. Well, what if people stayed home and go like, listen, I'm not actually, I'm not going to commute anymore. So I let's get rid I of the car. I could just get rid of my car. Get rid of the car. And then if I need to commute, I could either Uber it or take a train and go into it. Do you know anyone who's done that yet? I don't know. I don't talk to people on that level about that stuff. I don't <laughs> care what they're doing on that. I can only assume that people are, are comfortable staying home. So if they're trying to save money, then get rid of the car. Maybe. I but I can't, I'm, I don't know. Maybe. I'd like to know why the insurance company is gouging everybody coming back. I would like to know. I that don't too. know. Yeah. I would like to understand the reasoning behind that letter for starters. Yeah, what is I, the reasoning behind it? Give me one good reason why we should have that. A CVOR and a driver's abstract already provides all of the information that that letter would be giving. Yeah, the, the last item, And you item, can't get that get letter. You yeah. can't get it. And oh. if an insurance company wants that letter, you call them and you get it. They won't do it. No. No. It's stupid. All <laughs> 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 things like But it's affecting your business. It is affecting and do they our realize daily business. That's oh, what yes. it is, right? Oh, yes. So how are you making your deliveries then? Well, we still have two drivers. And those oh, two so drivers are now at their wit's end. They are tired. They, they are up. overworked. No, they can't keep up. We need help. We need to hire people. Where this, this are all the people? Where are all the people? I don't understand. Every single company that I speak to is in desperate need of staff. Nobody wants to work. How are they? How are they making money? They enjoyed um, 
they enjoyed their little SERB checks. They enjoyed the little Those downtime. little SERB checks are not yeah. going to pay the mortgage. So where is everyone? I don't know. I don't know. We should just People put trackers listening. on everybody. We are looking for employees. Everybody, but everybody in construction is having the exact <laughs> same problem. Everyone. We've spoken to people from outside of this country, and they're still having that same problem. Everybody's having... This is a global problem. This is the reason why I keep on saying that, yeah, sure, the recession is going to happen. It is going to hit hard the custom, but it's going to be global. It's going to be the first time, probably, that it's going to be a global hit. It's not going to be just a Canada or U.S. It's going to be global, so it's going to affect everybody. Then what are you going to do? Then everybody that you're looking for is going to be looking for a job. <laughs> They're going to be looking for a job. Everybody at that point will be looking oh, for something. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope even by then, then we'll be able to hire some people. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Uh, what other supplies do you sell? A uh, lot. So besides residential roofing, we also have a full line of commercial. I was going to get into the commercial world. So mm -hmm. all the roles. That's his job. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's Tons. a different breed roofer. Yes, it is. 100% it is. I used to always, every time we did a flat roof, I would go on the roof and I'd take the prote propane torch and I'd light up my cigar. <laughs> you can't do that today. No. Because you're not allowed to smoke on the roof anymore. You can't do it if you get caught. <laughs> I guess that's true too. But then you get the cigar, you know, those guys are saying, listen, why are you using propane? Don't use propane to light the cigar up. It's a bad gas to use for cigars. It's a bad gas to use. Yeah, I know. But it's a, it's, it was just done out of it fun. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know how big a roofer's torch is. It's huge, right? They so, are. And that's yes. all. But it was, yeah, you can't do it today. Probably you no. get busted today. Yeah. But they are a the different breed. The is watching with binoculars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I will say this. It was, I think, earlier on in my career because I did pull off those little stunts. And I remember there was a DJR was in a concrete. They were doing a update with the Ministry of Labor. Yeah. And they were uh, presenting, you know, examples of what not to do. And I came up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and then they called me and they let me know, by the way, just give you a heads up. You're on the radar. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, thanks for letting me know. So they've yeah. been good. Uh, they visited before. I've handled it. It was like, yeah. Yeah, we get them too. Right in our shop. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Why do they come into your shop? What are they looking for at the shop? Anything and everything. Not wearing a vis vest. Not wearing steel toe boots. If I'm in the yard, if I'm in the warehouse, I should have a hard hat. Please tell me that there's no ministry people listening. Oh, they're probably not. I'm trying to get Monty on the show, right? Just tell yeah. me you're wearing high-vis underwear. And we do. And we do. We wear our steel I don't understand why they would be going to your shop. You, they'd be better served do. if they're on the job site. <clears throat> you would think. Walk around and just yeah. make sure everyone's yeah, tied off. Yeah, they walk around and make sure that our inventory is all intact, that nothing's going to tip over onto anybody and... You're not going to cut your hand on that valley. Is that a day like, a, like that's like always they come by? No, no, not always. Like every year? Mm, no, let, I haven't probably, well, I, we definitely had anybody from the ministry come in since, well, in the last, say, four years. Yeah, because they've all been staying home. Yeah. Binoculars. Mm -hmm. But we've definitely had our trials with them for sure. So you want to know what else we sell? Yes. We go along on the, let's Sorry. go on down past that road. Yeah. So commercial. We have a full line of commercial and we are growing substantially in um, uh, of the rainwear product. So eaves troughs, downspouts, all of that kind of stuff. We are getting, uh, growing a little bit more in the vinyl siding aspect of things, getting our foot wet in that. And um, we sell Fraserwood siding. We sell James Hardy board. 
I sell a ton of James Hardy board for all of you Hardy board guys out there. Call me. I got you going on. Cut it with a respirator. What was that? Cut it with a respirator. Don't they have a warning on it? No, they don't have a warning on it. I thought it came from California. Is that a, or it's only the California <coughs> sticker warning on it. Was it? I don't know. So I think from my understanding, <clears throat> and I should probably look into that a little bit more, but I do think years ago it was not a very safe product to work with. <clears throat> Take a break. Pardon me. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, but no. today it is a lot different. It is a lot so different. So they don't have the sticker on, anymo- on anymore. Mm-hmm. I've I have tons of skids come in my yard, and I've not seen that sticker. Okay, so they may have changed it then. Yeah, it's been a while since. But I've man, held it, it is growing substantially. That product. Nobody wants brick. I don't sell brick. No, but I, so, but I you know what though? But old Hamilton is mostly brick. Older mm-hmm. homes, but I guess new homes are mostly siding. Uh, well, but it's not necessarily new homes. Additions. I would probably say a huge amount of it is Renos. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Huge amount of it is Renos. So you're getting into all metal flashing, capping, parapet work, all that stuff, and then uh, propane tanks, torches. Mm, torches, yes, propane so tanks. They, yeah, yeah, the guys get the tanks for whatever <coughs> they get yeah, the tanks, right? they can get their own tanks. But um, all of the equipment, we've got all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I don't have it, I'll find it. What's the basic difference between a flat roofer and a shingle roofer? I don't know I'm asking. Because a lot of guys love doing flats. Yeah. And a lot of guys love doing shingles and never will the. They don't usually they don't, cross paths. Nobody no. cross swords over there. That's all um, it is. Personality wise, I don't know. Um, I don't know. They're different. That's a really good question. They're different. Well, they, I think the flat roofers walk a little different because they're not always on an angle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I could think of. I find that the, the the shingle guys are a little, I don't know, slightly angled. Maybe. Right. You definitely have to have a little yeah. skewed personality to want to be a <laughs> roofer. But um, there definitely is not anywhere near as many commercial installers as there are residential installers. Really? Yeah, in my opinion. So typically a, a residential roofer, are we still talking 20, 25 years depending on sun exposure? Or are we talking longer nowadays? <clears throat> um, as you mean, as they're actually doing the install? Yeah, no, when they have to replace it. I mean, because that's oh, that's, yeah, that's really kind of hard to say. But I'm. I need to see what go ahead. Take a break. <clears throat> Pardon me. So residential, the quality of the product they're making today has yet to. Be determined, I believe, of how long it's going to last. I thought that okay, my well, day. they've done all kinds of testing, right? They've done all kinds of testing, so right, it's a it's a limited lifetime warranty, which means all asphalt. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. No way. They don't last all. forever. Well, they're not saying it's going to last forever, but it should last the length of time you own your home. Okay, so what if you buy your home when you're fifty? They're hoping it's going to last 50 years. That's, I, don't, I wouldn't trust that warranty. <clears throat> well, I'd, I'd like to know a number. But okay, I do so know about the year, like the facing of the house, right? Uh, like shingles Well, the don't sun, age. yeah, the weather, yes. all of that, it's definitely going to take its toll for sure. Yeah. But um, 
you know, the, the manufacturers are offering the warranties a lot different now than they used to. It's very different. So, so you used to it? have a, you know, used to have, you know, five, 10 and 15 year. And then it went five. Oh yeah. There was a shingle that was, was five. Yeah. What's that for? Oh, that, well, I don't a know. Cat's I was house? Like, I don't, really? Oh yeah. And I've then, never seen that. Yeah, 10, 15 year and 20. And then it went to 15, 20 and 25. And then it went 25 to 30. And now it's 50. So you used to be able to have like, um, let's just even go back, let's say 20 years ago. Your out of the gate warranty for against a manufacturer's defect, they would cover the product and the labor for the first five years. Okay. Most manufacturers today offer a 10-year out-of-the-gate warranty. Okay. ICO actually offers a 15-year out-of-the-gate out warranty. So for 15 years, you have full coverage, labor and material against a manufacturer's defect. Not an install, people. A manufacturer's defect. So, so if it's if not installed shingle, right. Oh, so who's going to determine that then? Well, if it's so right off the top, if it's not installed right, you're going to get blow-offs. That is, in my opinion, the biggest problem with shingles today is that the wind is taking them off. Well, the so wind is going to take it off if it's not installed. Doing that because the the nails are installed too high on a on an architectural design shingle because the way the shingle is designed, it's thicker on the bottom that you see and thinner on the top that gets buried underneath the top layer. Yep. So if your nail is not in that line, on the line, on the line. In the line, on the line. If it goes above, it's going to lift up the bottom of the shingle where the tar line is. So it's not going to make contact. Correct. Then you get a lift up. Correct. And then you get a blow off. So you're back to the tum 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 watching TikTok. Right. right? Well, even if you think, so my brother explains this really well, that when a roofer is, you know, in the motion of really going quickly, you're, when you hand nail it, you're placing the nail where you want it to be. When you're using a gun, you don't do that with a gun. You hold the gun and go, doo -doo -doo, right? Your arm doesn't go straight across because you're not going to lean back. You don't stay in line. So it arcs. So you're going to have one na nail and one nail on the line, and the two middle ones or the six, whatever, when you're doing six, they're not reaching. So it's lifting. So we need a roof breathalyzer. Is that what it is? So they can stay on the line? Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I can't, I get, I know you're talking about that mm -hmm. motion. Yeah. So how can you change, your trade can't Just change. Just pay attention. You have, you can't do the whole sheet, the whole shingle. You got to do half of it and then move over to the other oh, half. Well, you can still reach. I mean, it's only three feet. Long. I know, but to get a straight line. You just need to be a little bit more diligent of where you're placing your gun. I know, but right now everybody who's operating a gun, it's on a roof. Rolling their eyes, right? They're like, no, we don't have time for that, saying, right? Oh, you don't know shit about yeah. shit. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> Plus, they're on an angle. So not even have to curve in it. The last one's on a slight angle. The first one's on a slight angle. The only ones that are juicy are the ones in the middle. They're probably they're, ideal. Perfect. No, they're going to be too high. No, no. If they're aiming oh, for the center. Yes, and working And now they're out. faulting on the, yeah. on the sides, yeah, right? Yeah. You just need to. So, so getting back to the warranty. Okay. It's funny how we all do that, right? <laughs> Um, so you're out of the gate warranty, 15 years. So ICO is going to offer you a 15 year warranty. What's the back end warranty on that? So once it comes into a prorated aspect, 
every year you lose a certain percentage. But once you get to, let, I, think it's, I think it's 40, it stays at whatever that percentage is for the length of time you own your home after. So it does depreciate. It's not going to be a full non-prorated warranty. It will depreciate a little bit. But even after 45 years, if your shingle is, has a manufacturer's deteriorated defect into it, you will still have coverage for it. So how do they know that? They'll test it. So how are they testing it? So we'll take samples and send them to the lab. They'll test it and then let us know. No, but how do they know initially that that shingle will last that long? Are they doing oh, they had accelerating to have, testing or I something like that? that? Or is yes. it like cheese? They're like putting it on a roof and they're testing it from the 80s right now. No, and they're thinking, so. It's not like that, right? No, no, no. They have facilities. So Mike... Had, that's what he does. Okay. He does product testing all the time, but mostly in the commercial, as, or all in the commercial only. Um, so if he's doing it on his end in commercial, there has to be a team that's doing it for residential. residential I just don't course. know any of them. So that's the biggest problem is that the nail is not installed correctly. The bottom is lifting up. That little tab of tar underneath it is not making contact. Right. And then you get... Mm-hmm. You lift up. Right. So that's not a manufacturer's defect. No, that's, that's an install. That's not covered under a warranty. Now, what about weather? Because you get the guys that are rock and rolling in the winter months, and then all of a sudden... So that's a little bit difficult. I mean, sometimes you don't have an option, and you have to do an install in the wintertime. But hopefully those installers are explaining to their homeowners that you need to pay close attention because until we get some nice hot days, it's not going to seal. Wait for a warm day. Let's chat a little bit of OBC talk. Vent pipe flashing. Mm-hmm. You guys offer all those things we too do. as well, right? Roof flashing is a thin material used to direct water away from critical areas of the roof, often around vertical surfaces like walls, dormers, vents, chimneys, and skylights. What kind of skylights do you guys have? Velux. Of course you do. Of course we deck do. Deck or, or um, both. curb? Both? Yeah. We like stock that. both. I prefer deck. Most people do. A curb mount would mostly just be for um, a, a reno. If you're taking out an old skylight and replacing it, you would use a you would use a curb mount. I do like the Velux. Flashing fabricated on site for vent pipes shall be fabricated from copper sheet at least 0.33 mil. Does that make sense? That's pretty old. Is that pretty old? I want to say yeah. Because no, no. There's other versions here. <clears throat> aluminum. Aluminum is 0.48 millimeters, so it's uh, five. What is that? Five two fifty six. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that would also depend on what kind of product you're installing. So for something like copper or aluminum, that would have been used on a cedar shake, not necessarily. As, with oh, an do you guys sell shaker. cedar shakes? I don't stock them, but we can get. You can them. order them. Mm-hmm. They're pretty. They are pretty for the two weeks that they last. I know. <laughs> yeah, they really are pretty. But uh, I, so this actually brings up another point because you can also use zinc. You can use lead sheets. You guys selling any lead? No, that's that's it's gone. very rare. Yeah, and it's crazy expensive. How like really? Yeah, galvanized. You don't get into galvanized uh, east drops or any of that, do you? Uh, galvanized, no, but aluminum, yes. Aluminum trough. What sell. is it with that one neighbor in every neighborhood that decides to go with a six-inch east drop? What's that joker all about? I don't know. I don't understand what's that all about. I don't know. Do they just are? I don't know. Six inch, in my opinion, is mostly for commercial products. Yeah, but six inch for buildings. residential, is just, it's just too beefy. It's too big. It doesn't I think look so too, right. but it depends on the house. I mean, some of these new modern homes are. What do you mean? Because they're so steep and the water yeah. rainfall? <clears throat> yeah. Well, even on our little house, like I have like a 612 pitch. 
we put an addition on a couple of years ago and now we've got an L shape in the backyard and 612 that water comes gushing right off and right over the trough mm-hmm. and a six inch will help that probably not probably not that's Splash what i mean so what's the point smarter. yeah do you sell or can you get me mm-hmm. um the japanese downspouts the little rain thingy dancy thing whatever it's called are you talking about the chain yeah and copper what do you mean you just make that Go to the store, go to Princess Auto, buy a chain, hook it up, have a no, little... No, not the chain ones. It's like, it's, it's almost intricate kind of like insects that are all connected with, con- connected with chain. you never seen this? No. And then the rain goes through the gutter and it just trickles down this whole thing. It's beautiful. Can you order that? I will look into it. Look into Japanese downspouts. I need to write that down. Japanese downspouts are beautiful. I've seen them in person in Japan. Uh, but they're beautiful and i've been like somebody's got to make them here i've seen them in a home here i think i was really forest hill i've seen them in a home here on a modern home they threw it up there and it looks beautiful because you don't get that downspout line you get this copper piece of art and then when it rains it's just um it's almost like um it's like a gooey it kind of just liquefies around the whole artwork Really? It looks really cool. So okay, there's no splash. I'm definitely no going to look into that. But you probably you. have a connection with some sort of supplier that can offer sure or I get can it. Find it. It's not going to be cheap. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. It will not be cheap. No, but I'm I'm just trying to. You wouldn't be able to leave it there for the winter. Why? No, you're going to form ice. The only concern uh, I have is thieves. Oh, that too. Right, I mean, like back in the day, or the eighties and nineties, when you were outfitting plumbing with copper, mm-hmm. you know, you finish the work, come back on Monday, cut, 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 all gone. Yeah, and it's sold yeah, at the scrap yard fast, right? Yeah. It still happens today. Oh, I know it does. That's why everybody's packs, so which is sucks. But you guys also carry copper flashing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, we carry copper flat stock. Oh, and, and then, then they shave, manufa- it. or oh. we would. Oh, you guys would do it as well. We would make it, f- yeah, because it looks nice when you're doing a copper valley. It does, depending again on the roof, but not cost effective. Not cost effective. Oh, we're talking about expensive homes here. They really would be. There's lots of expensive homes in Hamilton. But I don't know if I would put a Copper Valley in just a regular asphalt. Asphalt? No. Cedar? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing would definitely go over well. So the Cedar guys, they're not a lot of those guys. No. No. And... My whole career, I knew one slate installer, one. That's even rarer. Yeah, he's passed now as well. Um, That's old English. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think it's beautiful. Slate's beautiful. Yeah. Tony was the only one we knew that did it. Yeah. That's lifetime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but even Cedar, I still, I, one, one guy I know installs it. Still does it, eh? Yeah, one. Pneumatic or hammer? Mm. I've seen the guys I do pneumatic. I probably want to think that he would still be using a hammer. Really? I think the so. new guys that I've seen in Toronto, they're doing pneumatics. Wow. With cedar, right? Yeah, they're definitely not as popular in Hamilton for sure, cedar roofs. It's just too expensive. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Plus, also, you guys have trees that rival Vancouver. You know what mm. I mean? So then all the fall, like leaves last, landing on that cedar yeah, roof that would is probably just not. Create problem on top of problem. <laughs> probably. Home, would, right? Yeah, all the cedar bushes trouble so what do you do exactly at your shop and what does your brother do exactly at your shop 
What, like, oh God! What's the official title of you guys? Oh, I know, oh, I know so you're a manager. Yeah, Andrew's the general manager, and I'm the office manager. Okay. Those are technically our official titles. Um, my dad still owns the business, even though he doesn't work in it ever. <laughs> it's been a long time. My dad's been retired for like. He's 20 on payroll. Years. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, he's been retired for about twenty years. So, but my brother and I run it. So all of the day to day stuff. Um, my brother takes care of the guys in the yard and that kind of thing. And I take care of the office and customers and yeah, we Customer meet in complaints. the middle. Yeah. <laughs> That's my job. Again, air traffic controller. You ever ask your brother to switch jobs one day and you take care of the yard. He takes care of the people. Uh, no. Or he'll probably kill somebody. All right, I'm not saying that he's going yeah. to. I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. But I mean, you know, like my brother is around in the office all the time. So he sees the customers, talks to the customers. Um, when we decided we were going to move forward with all of the east troughs and downspouts and all of that, my, my dad and my brother really worked hard to get that off the ground. So my brother was doing all of the deliveries for the first couple of years. We now have... Um, have a young guy who took that off my brother's hands, which makes me happy that he's around a little bit more. Um, but yeah, my brother is more more involved, I want to say, in the business aspect of the company. And I'm more involved in the personnel part of the company. Does okay. that make sense? And your dad did both jobs when he was doing there? Or is he, was he? Well, it wasn't anywhere near as big busy. as it was today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like my dad, you know, had an accountant and a secretary and one yard guy and a truck driver. And now we have, well, there's still not enough of us. There's only nine of us still, but it's busy. It's busy. So we all, all, every single one of us do multiple jobs. We all tag team. We all do everything without trying to complain about it. What time do you guys open up in the morning? Seven. So bright and early, and there's probably a, a lineup of sometimes. Waiting. Sometimes there are people waiting. So yeah. you're not going into the cold season. Yes. So in a few Harsh. weeks from now, it will be eight o'clock because it's too dark at seven. Yeah. Um, and then, but and we close at five, so we work from seven to five. But then again, in the winter months, so come January, I haven't really quite decided if we'll be closing at four o'clock or four thirty. Maybe for January, February, we'll be 4 o'clock, and then in March, we'll move it to 4.30. And then but winter usually slows down a tiny bit. No? Uh, it does. Uh, the residential aspect of things definitely quiet down, but commercial and, uh, and siding is still quite busy. Yeah, that's what keeps us going through the winter. So what else are you going to expand into? Are there any other thoughts on? Um, I think we're, the most important thing right now is try to be able to get some staff. Because it's really hard to grow and how it's like a catch 22. You can't really do one without the other. So, you know, you don't want to expand and bring in too many products if you have no way to get them out to the customer. Sure. We're really having a stagnant problem right now. We want so badly to move forward and grow. And have you ever seen it this way? No. This is the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, when my dad was here, not as. He, when my dad was working with us, he's still here. But when my dad was working with us, like he would call, you know, KRTS and say, send me your two best guys of this season. And we two young drivers would show up and they would stay with us for one or two years. They'd learn, they'd get educated. And, you know, then they would go off to the bigger companies. 
but we're not allowed to hire those young bucks anymore. And a 35 year old man does not want to slug bundles for a living. Like, I get it. I trust me. I the feel whole thing's it. Bullshit. It is. <laughs> so bullshit. how can you change it? You can't. I want to sue the insurance companies, but I can't get anybody to back me up because <sighs> they can't are be the only causing us hard. That what are you, what am I trying to say? They're undue hardship. They are causing us undue hardship. That'll take years. I know, if not decades. But not one person will back me up. Not one. Not and another. I, you can't tell me that we are the only company facing this problem. All you of them can't are. tell me that we are. So is there a- anybody? We've talked to the CFIB. We've talked to um, ombudsman. Ombudsman. I, I don't know why I have a hard time saying that. Ombudsman. Uh, you know, we've talked to our account, like our accountants. Is there, there's nobody that will listen. No one. So fuck makes, all of you people. It just <laughs> makes you think that they don't give a shit about the small mom and pop shop. No, no, no. And we're the only ones left. We are the only ones left. We have lots of competitors, but every single one of our competitors are multi-location companies. There's only one of so us. So they don't have any of these problems. They're probably paying the premium, Manny. Really for it? I would think they are. But then that means their products is more expensive, no? Or they're just eating it. Are they if doing If they have multiple locations, if they have multiple <laughs> locations, I would think that, um, sorry, my glasses are squishing my head. <laughs> um, so if one, let's say one location isn't doing as good as the other location. It could carry. Right. You guys are we one location. We don't have that option. Yeah. Can the trades pick up? No, they don't want it. They want it all delivered, right? I know, I know. I'm just I want it on the roof, man. It was in my head, and then on I said the it roof, halfway man. out. I and just then, re- okay, I know. so then here's another path. So uh, the Ministry of Labor. So the Ministry of Labor says that you're not allowed to carry bundles up on a ladder anymore. Aren't people doing lifts? How are we supposed to deliver them without a driver? Mm. Right? We have two trucks that have conveyors on it. We have a crane. And I have a flat deck with a forklift on the back. I have four trucks and two drivers. You need two more drivers. I need two more drivers. <laughs> and those two drivers would be busy every day if we could hire somebody. Just in the last month, my brother has interviewed three different drivers, and our insurance company would not insure any of them without that letter. That's stupid. It is stupid. Former employer letter? No, it's not a former, it's from their insurance company, from the employer's insurance company is who we need the letter from, not from the employer themselves, but from their insurance company. But who's... How are you going to get that? Yeah. You can't get that. They left for a reason. Or even if they're not leaving for a reason, like if they left on good terms. Yes. There's no way we're ever going to get that letter. So why isn't the government doing, oh, you, you can't go to your... You can't go to anybody like the. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What's my MPP going to do? He's going to pee. I don't know. That's all he's going to do, right? <laughs> right. Is there anybody out there who is listening? Give us a heads up on any path that I can take because this is ridiculous. All they want is extra money. Well, that extra money is going to come out of our bottom line. Do, does our staff not deserve to have a raise? You know, what you might want to do is, and we're recording this on Tuesday night, but tomorrow night at Mohawk College in Hamilton, yeah, Women in Trade, Technology and Trades is having an event. 
And uh, Agnes was here recently from NextGen, so she does uh, recruitment. But she mentioned another woman that does subsidies with the government for labor. So I think she's going to be there tomorrow. Oh, like a government grant. Yes. So I and this woman, um, she's supposed to come on the show as well too. So like this is just you and me having a conversation now, but everyone's <laughs> listening. Uh, but I'm saying that you might actually, if you do get a chance, like check it out. It's tomorrow at Mohawk mm. there, and and you might bump into somebody. I'll send you the deets. I'll oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so Perfect. I'll give you the deets, but okay. I, I'm going to try to make it there tomorrow as well. Okay. But I mean, go go and you never know. You might bump into somebody that could anybody. possibly help you. Yeah. Because they are about recruitment and also small businesses, okay. and it's it's actually connected to labor. Uh, not just construction related, it's just yep. labor in general. Yep. And this is something that she knows about that she's tied to the government for it. Okay. It's not the full amount, but it's something. But at least it'll be something. Exactly. Oh, that's a good idea. So just something Thank you. I appreciate that no, very no much. I that's just excellent. I do the show so I can meet people that tell me this information. I give it to you, and then I sound smart. And you, and it's greatly that's appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do a little Green Book talk. You're very familiar with that because the Ministry of Labor come by, right? I wanted you to guess the fines associated with working at heights. Oh, look at that. I have mine right here. Mine's older, though. I can't believe you pulled it out. She's got... <laughs> when I saw it in the thing, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to bring it. Because did you read that? Of course not. Thank What's wrong God, with you? Because I'm like, I've never even I have the OBC book. underneath the table here. I think it's one of the legs. <laughs> so what am I looking at? Failing to ensure training on fall protection. What's the fine associated with that? Oh, I I don't know. Five fifty. What? Five hundred and fifty dollars. If you fail to tra- and to train, it's not as much as I thought. I thought it for everyone sure says that, yeah, but it's it's not as much you as get enough of those, it's going to be much. It's going to well, be a let's lot. Let's hope you only get one, and then don't ever get another one. Failing to ensure a worker using suspended work platform system is trained. What's the fine on that one? Five hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, <laughs> you see the pattern here. Yeah. Owner failing to ensure there is adequate roof plan. You need a plan for a roof? What's the fail? What's the fine on that? What does that mean? Owner failing to ensure there is a adequate roof plan. I guess an exit plan if something happens in an emergency or something. You're going to climb out your roof? I don't know. It's 550 bucks. I need to look into that. Failing to notify the Ministry of Labor of multi-point suspended work platform. Another 550. Failing to wear full body harness connected to fall arrest system while using suspended work platform. How much is that one? 1,050. 350. Oh, it's less. It's less. Shocking. Inappropriate use of ladder. What's the yellow card on that one? <laughs> I don't know. 25 bucks. Really? That's stupid, huh? Yeah. But I guess so. What would be considered inappropriate use of ladder? I don't know how you tie it down, how you don't tie it down. If you're just well, we had one guy here say he put the ladder underneath the e-strop and then he hopped over. Oh, or the soffit. He put it underneath the soffit. Yeah, and then that over. you're not allowed. That's to do. inappropriate, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say that that's inappropriate, and, and probably too, you're you're not allowed to go up and down the ladder by yourself. Isn't someone supposed to be you're supposed holding to have a spotter. the ladder? You're supposed yeah. to have a spotter. Usually a ticket will also require the employer to follow up with an inspector to make sure that they have since complied with all OSHA regulations, failure to comply or follow up with the MOL mole. Inspector can result in further monetary charges. 
I know, moly, 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 moly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that to Monty if he ever comes on the show. <laughs> oh so, God. wait, is it Mo or is it Mo? No, Monique. Monique? It's Monique. 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 Yeah. Uh, AMA Roofing Supplies. This has been fun. This I'm been so We're not done. We're not done. We're not, we're not totally done. Uh, office manager website is amaroofingsupplies.com and it's M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-L at amaroofingsupplies.com and on Twitter, AMA Roofing 1979, on Instagram, AMA underscore roofing underscore supplies, and then same name on Facebook. Right. What else? You were, we're almost close to wrapping up. Yeah. What else you want to share before I get into the 12 questions? Um, I'm so glad that you know. held back about everything. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of stuff. Um, what do I want to talk about? Um, What's going to happen when you guys retire? That day is going to happen. Probably not a lot because none of the kids want it. How old are the kids? Uh, so Andrew has two girls, um, 27 and 24, and I have a daughter who will be 21 shortly. So none of the kids want it? No, 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 no. They have all chosen different career paths and so perfect ones for them too. So what's going to happen? Has it been discussed? I don't mean to get into your family business, uh, but I do. I mean, we kind of, we talk about it and we don't talk about it. You know, if anybody ever walked in with $20 million, I'm sure I'd say, thanks, I'll retire today. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not ready, to be honest. I'm not ready to retire. So it's not really a thing for me. So I've got an, at least another 10 years before I want to worry about that. So yeah. right around the time that we have such a huge void of tradespeople in the business anyway, nobody's going to be here to do the work anyway. Right. Nobody's coming into the business to do the work anyway. No, it's so sad. We definitely, definitely need. So more it'll just be all robots. Trade. That's what it's going to be. You're going to be cursing at robots coming into your shop. <laughs> well, ordering. <laughs> they're already <laughs> in the restaurants. What are you talking about? Well, we went. We've been to Swiss Chalet recently, and there's this little robot that actually delivers the trays to your table. Are her you name kidding is me? Bella. No, I'm not. Wow. Yeah, her name is Bella, and she's got this little cat face and. It stands about, I don't know, four feet tall, I That's guess, and it creepy. has a bunch of trays. And yeah, now the server still follows behind it and takes the plates off of it to put them on your table, but it actually carries the dinner to your table. So That's we're really of, not that far away from some kind of robot. So right now, something. someone's listening to Roofer and they're going to kidnap Bella. <laughs> figure out how she can install convert shingles. her into a roofing tray <laughs> yeah, kind maybe. of setup, right? Maybe. Bundles and shit. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The trades are definitely, I think, um, have taken a hit. I want to say that there's like a generation gap of, you know, all of the technology people and all the trades people have been kind of suffering because of it. But even, you know, listening to the radio and, you know, watching TV, there's lots and lots and lots of commercials, lots of advertisement for, you know, colleges and universities having, you know, trade programs at available to them and a lot of you know my daughter's friends are getting into the trades her boyfriend Tyler is a, a plumber's apprentice which is an excellent trade and he really is enjoying it so that's excellent you went to school for it yep he's well he's not finished it oh, he's, he's still, still like in the process okay. yeah so cool. he's um I think he goes back in January for his second run of school okay so he's already done his first run and has almost completed all of his hours I think by Christmas, he should have his hours to nice. then get the second 
section of school done. So, and he really, really does like it. So that's, that's awesome. Um, that's one. Yeah, that's one. That is one. But yeah, I do think that uh, the promotions that they're doing to try to get kids a little bit more inclined to get into a trade is starting to grow. Yeah. So let's hope that makes a difference. But, you know, that's another 20 years of those kids coming up. It's a constant problem. I don't know who's going to solve it. Nobody's really come well, up with it. Is there any sure way to really fire? solve any of our problems? No. All we get to do is bitch about them. Uh, yeah. If anybody's listening. You ready for the 12 questions? Okay. Right? There's no right or wrong. There's definitely no cash prizes. Damn. A million dollars? Damn. What is your favorite construction word? Fuck. (laughs) What is your least favorite construction word? Fuck. That's your least favorite? (laughs) What turns you on in construction? I don't know. I don't really have anything that turns me on in construction. Nothing excites you in construction? (sighs) Actually, yes. Yes, I totally take that back. When a customer sends me pictures of projects that I've helped them do, that's what excites me. That's nice. Yes. What turns you off in construction? Impatience. I sense it. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. (laughs) What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Um, my motorcycle. What do you got? I have a 650 Yamaha V-Star. That's a big bike. No, oh, she's itty bitty <laughs> compared to his bike. She's what do you got? Minute. Hmm. Did you guys just put it away or no? Hamilton people put it away. Never. No, yeah, they've been, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're really, uh, Yeah, I actually only got out on my bike once this summer. Mm. So sad, so sad. Once all summer. I can't believe it. But we golfed quite a bit, so that was okay. At least there was a little bit of give there. Golf, bike, golf, bike. I know. I hurt my hip. I couldn't ride. Can't golf. Yes, I can. <laughs> At least I'm not worried about hurt. If I hurt myself golfing, that's okay. Because I'm standing on the ground. If I hurt myself on my bike, I could kill myself. <laughs> I'm not Good point. Do that. Good point. <laughs> yeah. What's your least favorite vehicle? Um, my least favorite vehicle. Electric bikes. Yeah, everyone from Hamilton is saying because they're all over the they place. Get in the way. They. You know what? Actually, it's not the problem. It's not the the electric bikes I have a problem with. It's the rider. People. It really, truly is. They, if I have to get a license to ride my motorcycle on the road, I agree with you. You I'm should have a license to ride. I think all, all on the cyclists road. should be licensed and they should be plated. Yeah, there if they should be if something. they abide by that highway traffic act, then they should be licensed yeah, and plated. I, agree. I think it's crazy that they're not. Try pulling that one off in Toronto, Ford. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? The sound of a nail gun. What construction sound or noise do you hate? When the <laughs> when the guys in the yard scrape the skid on the concrete oh. with the forklift. Like if they're just picking up a skid and they'll kind of drive into it and then it goes, it's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. chalkboard. And my office is like right there with glass windows so I can really hear a lot that what goes on out there. And oh my God, that noise is like, ooh, hate it. Hate that noise. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? 
Acting. Acting. Sure. That's what I was supposed to do. And what happened? Um, my dad said, I need you at work tomorrow morning. Can you help me? <laughs> and I never left. Should have started your own show at the shop. <laughs> well, that's funny that you should say that because I've mentioned numerous times that we should have a reality show because the shit that happens in my office is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, seriously, the people that come in, the conversations we have, there definitely is no shortage of excitement in my shop. So yeah. tune in tomorrow morning. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Be a roofer. <laughs> I think everyone was expecting that one. <laughs> Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Yeah, finally made it. Because hmm. there's a chance I might not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm I know it was a so short happy. notice. And I, I, you're the first one to bring a green book. And I didn't even open it still. <laughs> I still have not. You, is it tabbed or is it now tabbed? Is that, are those your tabs? No. Oh, those, yeah, it's I, like that. They don't do that. Look. They do this bullshit back oh, in 2019. Oh, look, mine's much nicer. Uh, yeah. What did you pay for yours? 25 or 50? Oh, you know what? I don't know. I had to buy three of them. Have I you ever know. read it? No. Nobody reads it. No. I have to have them out in the open for all of the employees to have. And I don't think any of them really know what it is. No, they don't. No. It's just a green it's book. It's another money grab. Uh, no, there's information in there that uh, when you actually commit a crime. <sighs> well, there's information online, too, that I could have gotten for free. <laughs> does anybody ever use this i've never had to open it i've never had to open it. i've never seen a ministry of labor person ever have one and open it and refer refer it no so i i, I don't know what it is i don't know either but we have by law there's oh. a first aid index look at that yeah all the all trades people are supposed to have one every single one is supposed to have one Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Manik? No. Yep. Manik. Manik. Okay. Thank you. No, this is a pleasure. I'm so I know you're you raised down me. here from Hamilton, and That's I wonder good. who's going to listen to it. I'll, I'll let you know when it's good, but I'll get you that information too as well. Oh, yes, for and sure. I'll, and I'll That'd let you know awesome. when we're going to post it and get it out there, but I want everybody to take, it out, uh, take a look at it again. It's AMA Roofing Supplies, www.amaroofingsupplies.com, and it's M-O-N. I-Q-U-E-L at AMA Roofing Supplies dot com and, and uh, Twitter is AMA Roofing 1979. Yeah. And then Instagram is AMA underscore roofing underscore supplies. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun. I'm <laughs> glad you asked me to join you. Thank you, Angelina. Thank we you, Angelina. Here. Thanks. Thanks.